I'm at Doctrain West 2008 speaking with Stuart Mater, and who is renowned about wikis, uh, a, a person of renown about wikis. And Stuart, can you tell me what was one of your presentations on? Actually, you presented three or four times, right? Tell me about what you presented on and a little bit about the presentations. Sure. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate uh, the chance to chat with you. Um, one of my presentations was uh, called Grow Your Wiki, and it's one that I give fairly often at conferences. It's also um, a presentation that I use as a starting off point for consulting and advising engagements with organizations, and it's designed to help set a frame of reference for people around what a wiki is and what it can do for an organization. What are the benefits of using a wiki as opposed to you know email and attachments and some of the some of the business practices that are pretty common right now but are not nearly as efficient and engaging as they could be. Now, I've been thinking a lot about wikis for this past two days, and I almost want to convert my technical documentation to a wiki, but I'm hung up on several points. One is editing. Usually technical writers have advanced styles. We have maybe 20 styles that structure our content, and we have outputs. Can can a wiki accommodate that, or how do we make it make technical documentation fit into a wiki? Well, the first thing to keep in mind is that what makes a wiki successful um, is the fact that it's got a relentless focus on simplicity and not distracting people by anything other than the work that they really want to do. And where I think that's beneficial for tech writers is, you know, styles are important, outputs are important, but I would argue that even more core important thing is the content, is writing really good quality content. I think tech writers, that's that's a, a huge pride point for tech writers, is really writing really good quality content. And wikis have been steadily improving in how they handle, um, you know, structured authoring and, and the kinds of, you know, the kinds of formatting elements that you need in structured content. Um, when I first started using wikis, about six years ago, there was very little acknowledgement and use of XML and things like that, and that's been steadily improving. You can now output a lot of content, uh, you know, from a lot of wikis as XML, and that, you know, to me is an important movement forward in recognizing that what a wiki should do for people is give them a really good, simple authoring environment that lets them focus on nothing else but what really matters. And then at the end of the day, when you need to take that content out and use it in different places in a structured fashion, it, the wiki needs to accommodate that and it needs to understand that well. So I think that's something that's improving. And what I tell people often in the tech writing community is wikis aren't perfect yet, um, but no tool is perfect yet. And it, it, it's better to start to use a wiki now and start to get content up there. And the technical issues that need to be worked out are only going to get worked out if the right people are using wikis and identifying the specific things that they need worked on and letting the vendors who make wiki engines know about that stuff. That's how you're going to get the best customizations and the best outputs and so forth that you really need to make a wiki successful. So there are 97 or more wikis, you said, and I don't understand why there are so many wikis, uh, why everybody has to invent their own wiki, and how would a person choose among the many wikis? Well, there are there are dozens of different wiki engines out there, um, and there's a site called wikimatrix.org that does a pretty good job of cataloging them and um, letting you compare the features of them. 
But when you look at wiki use in organizations, and that's what I focus on, there are a lot less tools. Uh, there, there are really a, a much smaller subset of tools that focus on that. And a lot of those, those dozens of other engines, part of the reason for that is, you know, there are different variants of some wiki engines. There's, you know, different open source groups that have gone out and taken one open source wiki, customized it a little bit into something different, given it a different name and made it available. Um, and, and so that's, par- that's partly, you know, resulted in all these different tools being available. But the, the way to think about using a wiki is what's your need for it? And, and if you're an organization and you want to use a wiki inside an organization, a lot of those, those open source tools, a lot of those free tools are probably not the best fit for you. You know, MediaWiki is, is popular and known because it's the tool that powers Wikipedia, but it's not a very good wiki for using inside an organization because you can't have multiple different spaces for different teams and projects and departments um, and have different permissions for those spaces and permissions at the page level and so forth. And it's, it's pretty difficult to do things like LDAP and Active Directory integration so that people can use their same login that they'd use for email or the network to log into the wiki. And, and the wikis that can handle those things, you know, it's a much smaller subset. Um, I do a lot of my work, majority of my work, both you know projects that I do on my own, things like writing my books and whatnot, and a lot of my consulting and advising, I do with organizations that are using a wiki called Confluence. And I personally think Confluence is, is one of the best wikis for using inside an organization because it's got a lot of the things that when an IT department looks at integrating the wiki into a larger environment, it's got a lot of the things people need. You can tie it into your, you know, your directory system so that people can use that single login. Um, you can manage multiple different wiki spaces under the umbrella of one instance of Confluence, which, which is great for cross-department collaboration. If people are going out and installing their own individual wikis and they've got the proverbial you know, server under someone's desk, um, that's great for collaboration inside that group, but it doesn't reduce the siloing of data because, you know, a person who's in Department X, their friend may be in Department Y, and their friend may want them to participate on Department Y's wiki, but if that person has a login to Department X's wiki, they can't log into Department Y, and that's not a good thing. And then, then you know, the person in Department Y creates their friend a login. Great, now that person's got two logins to manage, and that's kind of confusing. So the benefit of using a tool that's got this unified login, something like Confluence, is once you have an account on there, somebody can create a new space for their department, and they can give you permissions to see their wiki, and you use the same login. And so, you know, it's, it's features like that, it's things like that, that immediately help you focus on which wiki is right for you and, and sort of get rid of the confusion of all those tons of different engines out there. You can pretty quickly whittle it down to the two or three that are probably going to be the best for you. And then you can pick a tool based on playing around with those and finding the one that you feel most comfortable using and the one that's going to, you know, be the best for what you need to do. I was talking to one writer earlier who said she wanted a wiki that looked like a professional website. A lot of wikis look quite primitive, bare bones, and and she wanted something like expandable menus and just more, uh, I don't know, better graphics and things like that. Can a wiki look like a professional website? There's a lot you can do to customize a wiki. Um, A fair number of the the more advanced wikis, the ones that typically are, you know, the enterprise wikis, they have the flexibility for you to have custom themes and to, you know, to skin them or to give them a, a visual design that might match your corporate website or might match your, you know, your uh, design elements and so forth. 
But the thing to keep in mind about wikis, what makes wikis successful is, as I said before, that relentless focus on simplicity. And a lot of the time, people people want those those trappings and window dressings that that they think make a site look really professional or look really good. But one of the problems with that, if you look at a lot of software that's sold to businesses, it has tons of features built into it and tons of customizations and you know, companies can advertise all these features built into their software. The reality is most people don't use most of those because using them is really complicated and there's a steep learning curve to figuring all that out. And and so I actually think that there's a relearning or an unlearning process people need to go through in realizing that having every feature under the sun in your software is not necessarily a good thing. Having software that is relentlessly focused on the major core thing you need to do is much more important. And then once you get comfortable doing that core thing, if you want to add on some plugins or extensions and customize it a little bit, you can do that, and what's more, you'll be in a better position to do that because you'll already be comfortable doing the core stuff with the software, and then adding those extra features on will come in a much more natural way than just sort of it coming with a lot of features outside the box, you know, right out of the box on day one. I was talking to you earlier about ways that technical writers can can use wikis, and you suggested that developers write uh, a description of their feature as they finish it. Can you talk a little bit more about how you envision that process working? Sure. One of the problems that um, I encounter in, in the software world, in the tech world, is people, you know, developers will be working on a release of software and they're, you know, very focused on writing the code and getting their, you know, getting their, their features done and built because, you know, at the end of the day, when the software goes out, if, if there's a certain set of features on the roadmap that are planned to be in there, they've got to be in there. One of the problems that a lot of development teams run into is they focus a lot on getting the code and the development work done, and they put off writing documentation until the end. And then you get into the situation where you're a couple of days before you're going to release the software, and people are scrambling to get the documentation done. And if they feel like it's a big burden, it kind of cuts into the pride and the, the relief of feeling like they got the major stuff done because they still have this nagging thing they got to finish. And when they try to write documentation under that extreme pressure and very limited amount of time and so forth, you don't get very good documentation because people, you know, they recall a certain amount of, of uh, knowledge about features they built, but you never recall as much knowledge when you're trying to do something quickly and under the gun than you do when you, when you recall that knowledge in the flow and when you're close, you know, to doing the thing you're doing. So what do I mean by that? Well, it's a lot better to have software developers have the wiki open alongside their development environment and be working on the feature they're building, you know, coding it, testing it, check, you know, doing their builds, checking the software to see if the feature is working correctly and so forth, and have the wiki open alongside that and be jotting down notes about how the feature works and how somebody would use it so that, you know, when they finish that feature up and it's done, they also have the documentation finished up. And the benefit of writing documentation that way is when you're deeply focused on working on something, you know, you're a developer and you're writing software, you're very deeply focused on the functionality of what you're building. And if you're writing documentation at the same time, the documentation is going to reflect that deep focus. It's going to be really comprehensive and really well written because your mind is primed to be thinking about explaining and, and understanding how that feature works. And so you're going to get better documentation than if, you know, two weeks down the line, you're scrambling to write that documentation and you write a quick superficial description of how it should work. 
Stuart, you have a book called Wiki Patterns. Can you tell me how people can get it, what the book includes, and also about your blog? Absolutely. Um, Wiki Patterns is a book that I published in January of this year with Wiley Publishing. It's available online on uh, Amazon.com and uh, in the U.S., uh, Barnes & Noble and Borders. Um, and it's also available in Canada at um, Chapters and Indigo uh, bookstores. And the book is its a practical how-to guide for growing wiki use in your organization. So, you know, there are other books out there that talk about wikis and sort of talk about some of the larger, you know, impact of these t- tools or the larger theory behind them and, and the general tech trends and so forth. My book is intended for people who are looking at a wiki and saying, okay, I want to use this in my organization. Where do I start? How do I get people enthused about using it? And how do I grow use of the tool in a meaningful way? And the approach that it suggests, and this is the approach that I use in my consulting and advising, is a phased approach where you start with a pilot, you identify a small subset of groups and departments and teams in an organization, get them started with the wiki use first, give them a lot of close guidance to make sure that they're successful, and then you let the word of that success spread you know, through grassroots buzz and so forth and, and peers talking to each other and then other departments will want to use the wiki and then you grow in successively larger phases. So if in your first pilot you brought in, say, three or four departments, in your next phase you bring in maybe six or ten and in your next phase maybe 15 or 20. And over time you get the whole organization using the wiki and the benefit of that approach is you're getting the organization to use the wiki in a way that's really going to stick for a long time and be successful because people aren't just having the software sort of foisted on them and getting a, a quick one-day training. They're getting meaningful exposure to it, and they're getting a chance to really identify the best uses for it and get started using it. And a lot more information on this is available on my blog, which is ikiw.org. It's wiki spelled backward. Um, and, you know, that my site has both my blog on it. It's also got, you know, some more in-depth material on wiki adoption. I did a video series a couple of months ago called 21 Days of Wiki Adoption, which is a series of one- to two-minute videos that touch on a, a range of these different topics around wiki use in organizations. And then it's got also got information on the, the um, workshops and advisory services that I provide to organizations. Okay, one last question. <clears throat> so... You're often called into organizations at a point where they uh, have wikis that have become problematic. Can you tell me where people most commonly go wrong with wikis? Where's their first mistake? So a fair amount of the time I get I get brought into organizations and people are just getting started out. And in those cases, I'm fortunate enough to help them really guide their use the right way from the start. In the organizations where I get brought in and they're maybe six months or a year into it and they've run into trouble, the problem typically there is they've brought the wiki in, but they've they've assumed that it will grow the same way that other software's grown. You just make it available, turn the you know, flip the switch, tell people it's available, and people will come and use it. And the reality is everybody, regardless of what kind of organization you work in, everybody's busy. Everybody's got a ton of demands on their time, and they're not going to go voluntarily learn how to use a new tool and voluntarily switch over all of their work practices. What they need is some exposure to the benefits of the tool, and, and they need that exposure really to come from their peers because people respond best to you know, recommendations and suggestions and buzz from their peers. And then what they need is a chance to take a step back, assess a little bit how they work, 
and get some perspective on, on what works well, what are the pain points, and then how can the wiki solve those pain points. And, and that's where uh, I do a, a workshop called a barn raising. And that workshop is where we go in, you know, it's a, a typically half a day, three hour workshop. And the first thing we do is take an inventory, take a step back and look at what are the things people do every day in their work, and then what are the pain points with it, and then what are the three or four uses of a wiki that can solve those pain points and get their wiki use started. And then we spend the last part of that workshop actually getting started on their wiki, getting some content up, starting their initial use of the wiki, so that they walk out of that workshop, go back to their routines, and they're already underway. People are much more likely to be successful with something when they've started using it. If, if you know, any, any, Anybody of you listening, I'm sure you've been in a situation where you've gone to a workshop or a training session and you've sat there. It's been completely theoretical. Somebody's demoed something and then you go back to your routine. And you say, oh, I'll, I'll start that next week or I'll start that next week. And you keep pushing it off because you don't have time. If you go into a workshop and you start using the tool and you walk out and you've already started using it, you're much more likely to continue using it. And, and that the whole idea of that barn raising and getting that use started is that's what then gets people going on the right way with using a wiki and that's going to then lead to spreading the buzz about the right ways to use it because when people are successful they'll tell their friends and that approach can fix that sort of situation where an organization has the wiki but they're not seeing the kind of adoption and use that they want. All right, Stuart, thanks for talking with me today. I appreciate it and so again your, your website is iKIW.org or com? It's iKIW.org. And thanks, Tom. I really appreciate the chance to talk with you.